Welcome back to Jump Scare. This week we cover 1986's Raw Head Rex. What I saw wasn't human. Oh my god! <laughs> very tall. And what's more, it saw me, this thing. So this is a Clive Barker story. Yep. He did the screenplay for this, but uh, apparently it didn't quite turn out the way he hoped. Uh, it has uh, David Coleman Dukes. Yeah, not the David Dukes white supremacist guy. <laughs> he unfortunately <laughs> shares the same name with. Um, he was also in Rose Red and a billion other things. So many things he has been a part of, TV and film. Oh, uh also, Dawson's Creek. He was Andy and Jack, uh, Andy and Jack's father. If you are a Dawson's Creek lover, uh, I was not. I saw a couple episodes of the net. I couldn't tell you what went on in that show. Well, I know you weren't. I was talking to the audience, oh, okay. just so they know, like face, like what he looks like. Kelly Piper's also in the film. She was in Maniac, nineteen eighties Maniac. Uh, so you know she wasn't a stranger to horror, and. Some other people that are well-known within the Irish community. <laughs> and that would be about it. I love the fact that the uh, the Rawhead Rex, like his name, his real name is almost as impressive as his as Rawhead Rex. His name is Heinrich von Schellendorf. Yeah, that's a pretty dope name. Yeah, that just inspires, that says I'm going to come kick your ass right there. I have to say, because I don't want anyone that may be listening over in Ireland to be angry, but Donald... Donald McCain is also in this film, and he was listed as number 45 on Irish Times list of Ireland's greatest film actors. So that's important. 45 out of how many? 45 out of probably 100. (laughs) (laughs) Or 45 out of a 45, because, I mean, I can't even think of one Irish actor right now, like off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a, a lot of them. And we've covered... Several Irish, Irish horror, movies, yeah. horror mo- movies. But, yeah, I right off the bat, let's just get into it. Shad told me that the original look of this monster is supposed to be a penis. Yes. So... A nine-foot phallus as a symbol of male aggression. Yeah, which makes sense if you have seen the movie. This is actually my first time watching the movie. And we actually own the movie on Blu-ray. Yeah. I picked it up when it went on sale a while back from uh, Kino Lorber. So I had never seen the movie. I'm going to... Can I just give my rating now? No, I'm just kidding. Sure, go right ahead. Let's no, 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 no. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about the film. So I will let Chad take it since obviously now he has read this story. Yeah. it's The story is similar, but of course way more graphic than what they got into in this, especially with certain scenes. Um, 
It's a pretty basic monster story. People are in a field trying to move an old stone that's been there for hundreds of years. They move the stone, which of course is the only thing that's keeping Rawhead Rex buried underground and quiet. He immediately comes up, kills the guy that moved the stone as a thank you. It's like I love it when they do that. Oh, you freed me from thousands of years of captivity. Now I will eat your face. He's been dying to kill someone for like God knows how long. Also, that scene was not like, oh, and then he popped out of the stone like you just said. Like, oh, it just took like fucking five minutes of the film. That was like the first 20 minutes of the film. <laughs> and this rock was the heaviest rock. I don't even know what they were thinking. I don't even know what the end result was. Were they were they building condos? Like, why were they moving this rock? On uh, side story, which is the main story, a U.S. historian has come to Ireland to do, you know, historical stuff. And he has brought his family, his wife, and his two children, son and daughter, with him. Um, and he goes, you know, of course, like in all things, I feel like part of this is he came at the wrong fucking time. Like, if he would have gotten there two weeks before... before yep. He would have been fine, okay? Because they would have not... Or maybe, you know what? Maybe it actually took two weeks for them to pull this rock because it took 20 (laughs) minutes for us as the audience to visualize to see this. So maybe it had been taken, you know, taken two weeks to pull this rock up because it was like moving all of Stonehenge. You know, I'm assuming those uh, rocks are very heavy. I would guess, yeah. So, of course, I love when he go. He's going to do some history. Uh, he wants to do some photography and some articles about the churches around there. He goes into the church, and the first thing you see in the church is the stained glass window with raw head wrecks on it. And, like, the light comes through the window. It makes it look like laser beams down towards into the church. And it takes, oh, I don't know, 30 seconds after raw head wrecks comes out of the ground before shit starts going wrong in the church. And... You know, you have the old lady putting flowers onto the in a vase, and she walks by, just happens to brush this table. Well, of course, she immediately the glass explodes. She freaks out. Priest runs over, puts his hand on the table, and he starts getting the raw head Rex vision. He just immediately, without question, well, this is my god and master now. I now worship raw head Rex. Yeah, the that did definitely happen. It happened after all the parishioners, like after everyone had left the church. It wasn't like immediately because I feel like. And there is a weird span of time where he does get affected by whatever he, the, the chest that he, t- that he touches. And then the actual like main, you know, whoever, he's not a priest, but the main guy of the church. He's the, the vicar is the one. The vicar. Okay. Yeah. Yes. The main vicar, the vicar, uh, he's doesn't notice any fucking weird behavior. <laughs> From this dude who's literally been standing. I mean, they go back and forth to this priest that got, you know, jacked up. Like, the half of the movie, like, the half of the movie, they go back to him and he's standing in the same place the whole time. Like, no church goings were happening. No one was being baptized. The guy that was actually the vicar, the main vicar who has an office, like, right off the side of the altar, like, the main area of worship where this guy is fucking standing, staring at the stained glass, he's, you know, did he not get coffee? Did he not have to go home to his wife? Did he not see, did he just, oh, that's, you know, that's just, you know, uh, John just being a wackadoodle, just standing there looking at the stained glass. Like, what the fuck? Repeatedly pledging his allegiance to Rawhead Rex loudly. And I love when the guy comes in to take pictures of the window and the priest just grabs his camera, smashes it, and is like, get the fuck out of here. 
Like, they don't... And no, the guy never, like, makes it... Goes to the other priest and is like, Hey, you know, your fucking priest broke my camera. This Polaroid was pretty expensive in 1986. You should have to pay me back for that. No. He's just like, yeah, I'll fucking go, but don't do that again. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. It, it is. It takes. It takes a while. Um, you know, the photographer or the U.S. historian, he goes to the church to get the parish's like records. Um, for whatever reason, you know, for his historical notebook or like journal that he's making. And we don't really know. You don't really get to know really what he's doing there. He's just a historian and he's taking photos. And we don't know what the actual story is of, like, his purpose. He He's called plot advancement is what he is. <laughs> <laughs> so he's there doing that. Meanwhile, you know, you have the crazy guy worshipping this, you know, the stained glass. And then, of course, we have Rawhead Rex, who is terrorizing, like Godzilla, of fucking <laughs> everyone in the town. And this is like, it's in Ireland. So it's, you know, green pastures and beautiful little cobblestone houses and, you know, farms and whatever. And he's just like bulldozing over everything. And let me tell you, this costume is terrible. Like, this was not good at all. Obviously, they did not go with the penis head look no they went with the crazy monster look he looks like uh a pig mixed with a rhinoceros mixed with he reminds me of some character you would see like maybe in willow or one of those like fantasy no it wouldn't be willow they had a budget on willow he'd be in something like uh, I mean, in the world, not in the yeah. actual movie. But in the movie, you'd see him. He'd be in like the Sword and the Sorcerer. That's the kind of thing they would have him in, or like Hawk the Slayer, or one of those. He'd be that kind of cheesy monster in that. Oh, I think he may have had like some kind of ponytail. I don't. It's he had kind of a mullet. Yeah, it's course, very so they, strange. They didn't want to have to like worry about his anatomy, so he comes out of the ground wearing pants, boots, and part of a shirt. It's like the Donald Duck thing. We'll give him pants, so he's fine. Yeah, I don't know why he would be wearing a shirt. He reminds me of um, the that movie that we really like, uh, not Knights of Bad da- Badassium, the other. Oh, Your Highness. Yeah. Like <laughs> that. He'd be a creature from Your Highness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just looks bad. So you could look it up. So he's there, and you know, the first thing he's like, uh, I'm just gonna go, and I already killed like dude number one. So now I'm gonna go to like this random area, you know, where there's a guy. You know, with his, we don't really know, with his wife, who's pregnant, and he kills that guy, then he goes after the the wife, and, and he destroys that house. He's, like, going through the house, and it's like, fuck this bag of sugar. She, fuck your salt. Yeah. And he's just smashing everything in the house. Like, she was making steak and potatoes, know. like you do, and I don't think he appreciated the smells that were coming out of the kitchen, <laughs> so it was not. probably a terrible dinner. I mean, it looked good. But she was cutting a whole bunch of different vegetables, and she's cutting up the meat. He did not like the the, set, the kitchen setup. He was like, "Fuck this setup!" Like he did not like anything. Maybe he destroyed. He's, maybe he's not very into vegetables. He's very anti-vegan since he was eating people. Yeah, I would say that that's he was definitely angry about that. He was like, "Why are you mixing this delicious meat with these terrible vegetables? I'm going to 
take this canister down of flour. Fuck you, yeah. flour canister. Yeah, he just went in the house and fucked everything up. Only the kitchen, though. Like, I feel like, wait, did <laughs> <laughs> he left everything else alone. He attacked the kitchen the most. He was in the kitchen for, like, a good five to seven minutes while she's upstairs, you know, holding on to her belly, freaking the fuck out. And holding on to the door because, like you do, this little flimsy door is going to hold back this rampaging seven-foot monster that's coming up the stairs. <laughs> she gets... She, you know, bef- right before, I guess, he attacks her, he, you know, and I do like that scene. He, his arm burst through the door and, like, literally scratched, not her stomach, but the clothes, like, her, the front of her, her thing. So, you could see that she's, obviously, you already know she's pregnant, but you can see skin and you could see it's, like, a scratch mark on her clothes. I really like that because that was, like, oh no for me i was like oh no the poor baby and you think oh he's just now he has a full meal and he's gonna have like a a dessert or an appetizer this baby's a goner no he did not attack the baby and they never explain and this ties into what we're gonna talk about later they never explain that at all like more in depth of the connection between the main like thing of the film and like his presence because he's supposed to be this phallic thing and then also there's a like fertility cult about him yes so they don't really explain the how they're connected you're just supposed to just make your own thing up and it's just it doesn't matter but after that you know he just continues his rampage and then my favorite thing is Everyone in this town, mad horny. Like, there's nothing else to do but, like, fuck everywhere. Everyone is making out. Like, the historian and his wife, they go on a date. They leave their children. They don't give three fucks about the kids, by the way. Like, at the beginning of the film, you see, like, their interaction. And the kids are just background. They're literally murdering each other. And the parents are like, oh, talking about, you know, how long they have to be there. And told not disciplining their children like they don't give they they have no care for them they've gone on a date and they're massively making out in the middle of the street for everyone to work now what i mean in the middle of the street this is not like a new york street or a busy whatever this mind you this is a little little tiny street in ireland to the point that they're blocking the road so long that the old lady who just happens to be dressed like the main character from Don't Look Now. Yes, which I was like, um, isn't this this lady from Don't Look Now? Like, And I've never seen that movie, but we both know the image of this woman. Yeah. And she has that creepy, like, red coat on. And, and she's, she even has a little bit of the creepy face. Maybe like, it was the same damn woman. Who knows? <laughs> she comes up and just gives them the stink eye until they move so she can walk between them because she can't walk around them, apparently. There was no space to go on either side. No. She just had to break up the makeout session so she could walk through the middle and i'm not this is probably in this film is the most intense makeout i've ever seen in like any horror movie i'm talking about like you can see these actors are mad tonguing themselves like there's full tongue going on and he's yeah. in there yeah he opened up his mouth when he he opened the mouth and was just like ah came at her man he wasn't fucking around no and she and they were at it and they, they both had lust in their eyes it was very intense so later on, but is that because Rawhead Rex came out and his male energy was just overwhelming the town and making him horny? Maybe that would have that would have been a big because I I'm not gonna say they went out of a way to make a point, but they showed people making out like a lot. 
a lot. And then we had like the the couple in the one trailer where Rex ends up rampaging. They end up going outside to make out, and I mean you can tell it's the eighties because they have no like no knowledge of like the consent. There, no, no, because he's just she's like I don't know, I don't think we should make out, and he's like ah oh, shut up baby, you know you love it. <laughs> just keeps making out with her, and she's like. All right, I guess you're right. She never got to tell him what the... She kept telling him, I have something important to tell you. I thought she was going to say she was pregnant. And then that was going to tie into like Rawhead Rex not attacking her. Because she at least said it three times. That she had something she wanted to talk to him about. They never got to it. He... This is... Like, it even went even further than that. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to take her outside this trailer, which where my baby brother, who's playing with his toys and watching some random movie, is literally sitting, like, two inches away from me because it's a little small cavern. Like, there's a little, like, circus, like, cavern, like, uh, community because everyone is living in these very, very small trailers. Like, there's no bedroom. There's, There's, like, a little caravan of these things, and they're all sitting around, and, like, they're super tiny. I mean, they look like like a storage shed size. Like everybody can barely stand up in them. They look more like the like trailers you would take like to the lake for the weekend to sleep over, like kind of like camping. But these people just live in them apparently. And he's like, "No, let's make it outside," like Chad had previously said. And then he's like, "No, let's let's go into the forest." <laughs> Because, of course, he's not trying to make out in the forest. He's trying to get it on in the forest. And he does try very hard. Does not work out for him. Okay? He loses a hand. You no, know? he loses a body. She well, gets he... to keep the hand. <laughs> well, he lost a hand first, and then he died. <laughs> yeah. so, she's running back into town with him while Rawhead Rex is chasing him. And at some point, Rex grabbed him, and she didn't even notice because she runs back into the little caravan where everybody's freaking out. Because the her younger brother, who's also wandered off into the woods to follow them and watch them, I guess. No, he fo- he followed because the because the guy took his toy out with him and he dropped it on the floor, but the toy was fine. And then Rawhead Rex came along and he crushed that fucking toy. So when and then he walked into the woods. Oh, that's right. When the brother came out, he saw the toy on the floor all crushed, and he was pissed. He was like, "This fucker just fucking broke my toy." So he runs after for revenge after his brother. And that's when he sees that Rawhead Rex is, you know, he's having a supper, which is the first guy that he killed. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The second guy he killed, the farmer father. And he's, like, literally eating his entrails on his face. And that just freaks the kid out. So he's there, like, screaming and freaking out. And everybody's trying to see what's going on. Meanwhile, the girl comes running back in. And you don't see it for a while. You don't realize that she's running by herself. And you realize that she's just holding the boyfriend's hand. That's that it. That actually all was very to- cool. That was kind of cool. That was kind of like the urban legend of like Lover's Lane where they find the hook on the on the car door later or something yeah. like that. I that really, part was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. But yeah, this is the whole movie. Like basically Twilight Rex terrorizing everyone, killing people, whatever. And then, you know, of course, like in all things, the historian is going to get into it and he's going to be affected by it. And his son, you know, gets murdered. And now well, let's talk about how his son gets murdered. They're driving along a, str- a strange road. They're leaving. They're like, fuck this. We're out of town. It's like American... It, I'm sorry. It's like a American werewolf in London. Okay? When they're like hitchhiking and there's yeah. like a little... There's cornfield. There's, like that Just whole, like that whole little, scene. A little tiny road. They're driving down in their car and huge empty fields on either side of it. So the daughter's like, I have to go to the bathroom. And like, 
why didn't you pee before we went? She's like, well, I didn't have to go then. I she's go like now. five, okay, audience. She's like five years old. So they're like, okay, we'll pull over and you just get out and go down this field. Go go, uh, go through the fence, squeeze through the gate in the fence, go to the other side and go to that bush way down there by yourself and pee behind it. Five-year-olds, that's, that's fine. The mom could care, like I said, could care less. She's like, it's fine. She's going to have to learn how to do it by herself someday. The dad had some sense. He was like, well, she doesn't have to grow up today, so I'm going to be going with her. So while they're down there dealing with, they're down there, like she's taking her pee and she freaks out because she sees a dead possum. So it was a rabbit. The, oh, rabbit. Sorry. I figured it was a possum. <laughs> but just because there's so many dead everywhere. Uh, the mom finally comes running down when she hears the daughter screaming over the dead rabbit. And that's when Rawhead Rex just comes lumbering around the, around the road and is like, oh, they left a kid in the car for me as a snack. He snatches him out, leaves nothing but a shoe behind. We never see his body, nothing. He must have just ate that little bastard whole. It was just literally opened his mouth and he just swallowed him. He was Like Psycho Gorman style. He just inhaled him and that was it. So the dad's back into town. He's pissed. All the cops are sitting around. Like, this is the tiniest police station you've ever seen in your life. Like, you, could, you couldn't raise your arms, spread your arms out because you would hit the walls. I was like 17 people squeezed into this tiny police station. They're all like, yeah, yeah, let's go after Rex. Or let's go after this thing that's killing them. They don't know what it's called. Cut back to the trailer park where Rex starts his rampage again. And once again, there's people just sitting around talking. Rex, horny as he is, busts out a window, just rips a chick's clothes off and pulls her through the window. Like, oh, this is not gratuitous at all. <laughs> he just totally <laughs> accidentally ripped those clothes off as he went through and they get into a fight with Rex. I love my favorite is the guy who tries to punch the like nine foot tall monster in the back. That yeah. worked out well for him. Yeah, he kind of jumped up a little bit and like punched him in the head, and it was like, no, he did. No, he's gonna die. And, but my favorite part of this is when the guy finally comes out with a gun, and they're like, shoot him, shoot him. He fires, misses, hits the propane tank, blows everything around it all to hell, and you just see Rex like doing this insane run out of the fire towards him, and the guy's like, oh, God, <laughs> he's going to die. <laughs> he gets immediately killed. Yeah, everyone gets fucking killed in here. It's like when they come to, like, quote-unquote, rescue the people or figure out, because the cops also, they're worthless. Everyone is worthless in this movie. This is not the kind of movie where it's like... Oh yeah, the cavalry's gonna come in and everyone is gonna be okay, you know, and everyone's gonna get saved. It's like, no, nah, everyone's everyone's dead. Even the cops are useless, the guns are useless, there's nothing. And this like you said, this is a seven foot freaking mythological monster, you and know. Then one of the cops on the way in gets their car gets waylaid by Rex. He kills the one guy, then rips the detective out and gives him the fucking Svengali treatment, looks him in the eyes, and he's like the guy's just like, I worship you now. Okay, he he can do that. Yeah, right. I and that yeah, he has several people under his power. Now let me go back and say that there's also a weird thing. That, I don't want to say weird, but the funniest thing to me in the movie is all the drawings that they collect from <laughs> kids, the and kids and the adults. Where it's Rawhead Rex, you know, and all the drawings are hilarious. Like they're all funny and they all look crazy. You know, and and this is the drawings that the police are going by. You know, when there's like someone's missing or <laughs> you're, you're like, currently looking for this. They hold a picture of it. It's the fucking insane <laughs> picture that the kid's drawing. <laughs> he has a mullet and red fucking eyes. Like, imagine the kid going in with the red marker, like squirreling, <laughs> circling in the eyeballs. 
<laughs> so that that part is really funny but you know it's it basically ends up being a battle you know against good and evil but the good is a woman like it's the mom that saves the day because the only thing that could you know well because hurt the him. funny thing that we find out what's in the church that everyone kept touching and freaking out about was inside a chest in the church is a little female fertility idol which this is what's doesn't make any sense it attacked the woman and why if it was something positive that was supposed to be something obviously negative towards rawheads rex and be the only thing to hurt him why would it hurt the innocent humans especially the woman that just touched they didn't even touch it they just touched the the box it was the in. box it was in so that didn't make sense but the father tried to use it um there's a first of all, i do like that there's a graveyard fight scene there's not a lot of graveyard fight scenes so i did really appreciate well, this, this. Is one of those insane movie graveyards too where it looks like the bodies are overlapping each other too because there's like <laughs> graves at different angles and you're like wait this guy is oh vertical this guy's horizontal in his grave wouldn't their feet be touching like that seems really awkward also in this graveyard uh there is a scene where someone becomes baptized and yes yes because you know crazy priest he's been crazy and just totally doing the bidding of the rawhead rex and rawhead rex is like I will grant you a baptism with thy piss. And it is not like regular piss. This looks like liquefied, like glue. It's very white. It looks like some other thing. It's very disgusting. And yeah, this, this is guy a, is like, ah, yeah, he's, story, he's loving it. In the story, they spare no expense to let you know that he is opening his mouth and swallowing it. Oh. He's rubbing his eyes all over his skin. He's very into it. Yeah, it's, it's not good but the scene the the fight scene in the graveyard you know the guy tries to pick up the the idol doesn't work for him and then you know the wife comes to kind of like help out the husband because the husband's getting his ass beat and she just wants to like help him probably probably take him out she gets knocked over whatever she decides to pick up this thing and then that's when we have the amazing 80s special effects with the uh like ethereal smoke, smoke like in the laser that yes, they do and yes. the like laser light effects of zapping rawhead rex with the beams the image floating above you know yep. to woman you know that whole thing and that lasts for me like 45 minutes that whole scene it was <laughs> it very was a little long it was very long and alas you know he gets destroyed beaten by the the idol it's thrown into a hole with help from the dad because he does stab him you know and then he totally goes back into the earth the earth swallows him up but oh shit the idol fell in there with him too yeah they dropped that so they dropped the ball on that one yeah and then the end yeah you get your, you get your typical 80s jump scare at the end where rawhead pops back up for one more little ha ha i'm not dead there could be a sequel to this there wasn't no, there wasn't. Supposedly in 2019, there were some rumors that Rawhead Rex was going to be remade. But, you know, that that hasn't been a thing. And I don't think that this is a movie that needs to get... If it's going to be more cohesive, you know, I mean, I know that... I would understand if this was like a situation where it's uh, a, a Harry Potter or something like that where it's going to take a long time to like it's a long novel but yeah. this is like 
how long? Maybe a short 10, story? 15 page short story. Yeah. So it, there shouldn't have been so much in the screenwriting process. Like we can't just get down the story of what's going on. But I give it one and a half knives. Yeah, I'll give it two knives just because I, you know, it's got some crazy effects in it that I enjoyed. It's just a stupid movie. It's fun to watch, you know, for you guys out there that are like mad loving Ron Edrex. Sorry, but we just, it was like, okay. Really, all the Clive Barker stories from the Books of Blood, instead of being done as full movies, they should just be an anthology. They should just devote about 20 or 30 minutes to each one, and that would be ideal. Because the whole point of them is that they're short stories that you can read through quickly. None of them would really make a whole movie by themselves. And they tried to do that last year with that Book of Blood, but they at the end they were like, oh no, let's just not adapt the stories, let's make our own stories and call it Clive Barker's Books of Blood. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, no, it's not Clive Barker's Books of Blood. That was the whole thing. The whole horror community needs to be com- like cleared about this. It's just called Books of Blood. There's only one actual Clive Barker story in there. All the other stories are new stories. Yeah. They don't have his name apart. Like, you would see, like, John Carpenter's Halloween, yep. you know, Wes Craven's whatever, People Under really the Stairs. Because he's really not involved with it. Because he's not involved. It's not, uh, uh, it's not an anthology of anything like one story from the books of blood so i wouldn't say that's an anthology everything else is made up so we need to clear the air about that because there's and you i mean when you research it it will literally go and tell you like yeah it's like inspired but it's not which i guess they were able to have that name because they do have that one story in there but But, yeah if they were just going to do it right they could just do like there's six books with different stories and some of them are very short some of them are a little longer but they could easily adapt them into 20 minutes. Uh, you could do like an anthology show and just do one episode per thing and it would be 20, 30 minutes. Perfect. Yeah, that, I totally agree with you. That would be good as part of an anthology, not a full movie. Well, thank you so much for joining us in another episode of Jump Scare. Stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say good night. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.